It was said a new person had appeared on the seafront, a lady with a little dog. Dmitri Dmitrich Gurov, who had by then been a fortnight in Yalta and so was fairly at home there, had begun to take an interest in new arrivals. Sitting in a pavilion, he saw, walking on the seafront, a fair-haired young lady of medium height, wearing a beret, a white Pomeranian dog was running behind her. And afterwards he met her in the public gardens, and in the square several times a day. She was walking alone, always wearing the same beret, and always with the same white dog. No one knew who she was and everyone called her simply the lady with the dog. If she's here alone, without a husband or friends, it wouldn't be amiss to make her acquaintance, Gurov reflected. He was under forty, but he had a daughter already twelve years old, and two sons at school. He had been married young when he was a student in his second year, and by now his wife seemed half as old again as he. She was a tall, erect woman with dark eyebrows, staid and dignified, and, as she said of herself, intellectual. She read a great deal, used phonetic spelling, called her husband not Dmitri, but Dimitri, and he secretly considered her unintelligent, narrow, inelegant, was afraid of her, and didn't like her to be at home. He had begun being unfaithful to her long ago, had been unfaithful to her often, and, probably on that account, almost always spoke ill of women, and when they were talked about in his presence, used to call them the lower race. It seemed to him that he had been so schooled by bitter experience that he might call them what he liked, and yet he couldn't get on for two days together without the lower race. In the society of men he was bored and not himself. With them he was cold and uncommunicative, but when he was in the company of women he felt free and knew what to say to them and how to behave, and he was at ease with them even when he was silent. In his appearance, in his character, in his whole nature, there was something attractive, elusive, which allured women and disposed them in his favor. He knew that, and some force seemed to draw him too to them. Experience, often repeated, truly bitter experience, had taught him a long ago that with decent people, especially Moscow people, always slow to move and irresolute, every intimacy which at first so agreeably diversifies life and appears a light and charming adventure inevitably grows into a regular problem of extreme intricacy, and in the long run the situation becomes unbearable. But at every fresh meeting with an interesting woman this experience seemed to slip out of his memory, and he was eager for life, and everything seemed simple and amusing. One evening he was dining in the gardens, and the lady in the beret came up slowly to take the next table. Her expression, her gait, her dress, and the way she did her hair told him that she was a lady, that she was married, that she was in Yalta for the first time and alone, and that she was dull there. 
The stories told of immorality in such places as Yalta are to a great extent untrue. He despised them and knew that such stories were for the most part made up by persons who would themselves had been glad to sin if they had been able. But when the lady sat down at the next table, three paces from him, he remembered these tales of easy conquests, of trips to the mountains, and the tempting thought of a swift fleeting love affair, a romance with an unknown woman whose name he didn't know, suddenly took possession of him. He beckoned coaxingly to the Pomeranian, and when the dog came up to him, he shook his finger at it. The Pomeranian growled. Gurov shook his finger at it again. The lady looked at him and at once dropped her eyes. He doesn't bite, she said, and blushed. May I give him a bone, he asked, and when she nodded, he asked courteously, Have you been long in Yalta? Five days. And I have already dragged out a fortnight here. There was a brief silence.